Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 12. This episode is sponsored by Alessia Fuga. Alessia is a world-renowned bead maker and Murano glass artist. You can find her on the island of Murano in her atelier or at www.alessiafuga.com and on all social medias as Alessia Fuga. Hello, everybody. Uh, we are back with another episode of Venice Talks. Today, I have the immense honor to, ta- to talk to Marco Secchi, world-renowned photographer and uh, one of my favorite person from Venice. Ciao Marco, how are you? Hello, hi everybody. Hi Monica, it's a pleasure to talk to you and uh, to be here and thank you very much for having me here. Yes, so nice. Uh, also because uh, you, uh, we don't get to see each other very often anymore because you decided to go somewhere else and live, didn't you? You're, you're in Slovenia right now, are you? Yes, I live now between half time in Slovenia and half time in Venice, but uh-huh. I will be back in Venice for six months starting on Saturday, the day after oh, tomorrow. That's nice. So we will okay. see each other once Definitely. again. Definitely. Okay, first of all, let's talk about you. Who is Marco Secchi? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a um, photojournalist. I've been working as a photojournalist for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And um, can I'm we a... say how many years or uh, or not? Ever, ever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yes. Well, let's say decades. Okay. Decades. Several. Yes. I'm not as young as you. And um, I've been represented for the last 23, 24 years by Getty Images, Mm -hmm. so I work for them, and I generally tend to cover uh, breaking news and feature uh, Mm -hmm. mainly around Europe. Okay. How did you develop this passion? That obviously must start first, I assume, as an hobby, and then it became your work. Yes, more or less. Let's say then uh, when I was at university, I started to like very much photography or more than photography, um, journalism and video journalism. So that is the way I started. And then from there, I moved from video to photography. At the time, uh, of course, was uh, analogic, was film. Mm -hmm. And um, then, uh, of course, I moved to digital photography and I tend to do 99% uh, photo and maybe one, 2% video. So mm-hmm. we are not, Getty is not one of these uh, agencies that impose or ask you to shoot video. So mm-hmm. I much prefer photography than video. It's just a personal choice. Mm-hmm. And what I like really is more photojournalism, to tell a story, to uh, 
tell what is happening in a country or around the world more than other kind of photography. Mm. My passion is really photojournalism. Mm -hmm. So I assume Venice inspired you, but in a different way, not as he inspires maybe other photographers that just take the pictures of a city because it's beautiful. I assume maybe it was more the people that interested you? Yes, more the people, more the situation. Of course, Venice in, I think every city in some way is unique. Venice, of course, is mm -hmm. more unique than other several ways. Mm -hmm. But my passion has been always uh, to tell more of a story in depth, if I was able to tell the story. So I've done several features on artisans in Venice or mm -hmm. Venice with the fog or um, building a gondola. So generally try to tell really something in particular that it was specific of Venice. And I try always in my images to include the people because to me, you know, very often you have, we will talk later about photo walk and workshop, but mm -hmm. very often you meet people that when they take a picture, they don't like to have any person, anybody, mm. their image. For yeah, me, got, got, sorry, got to say, I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, and unless, I'll tell you why, no, no, I'll tell you why, because usually I, I'm not very good at taking photos of people, that's why. <laughs> that's all. I think that, I don't know, I would say maybe it's 50 50 generally. Mm. I am one of these persons that prefer to have somebody in the picture, not necessarily in the front or in the main part of the picture, but I like always to have somebody just to show what they do or mm. they are, where they are going, because to me, it makes the picture come alive. So yeah, I was my, about to say that, that is my idea. It is a tri-dimensional, tri that kind of uh, um, round part of a photo that comes out when yes, you have people. Exactly. Are yes, yes, uh -huh. yes, yes, yes. And now, I got to say, as a I, I'm more of a, a photo lover than an art lover. I got to say, if, if you tell me, would you like to go to a painting show or to a photo show, hands down straight away, photo show. Oh, okay. And I got to admit... <laughs> I do prefer to go to those exhibitions where I know that there's going to be photographers that take photos of people. Okay. Yes. It's just me. Yes. Personally, yes, yes. I don't like taking because I'm, I know that I usually always manage to catch people in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel, no. and, I, and I feel like, oh gosh, they're going to hate me. So I, I always wait for people to disappear from my picture and then I take it. But yeah. I do, I think I saw some, at Treochi, I saw some yes. amazing, amazing, and I adore black and white pictures. I yes. think yeah, yeah. there's so much more, I don't know. I agree with you. <laughs> it they tells give, more um, a story. They yes. are more uh, atmospheric. I don't yes. know, there is something particular about black and white photos uh, they make it timeless in yes, a way. It's true. It is true. But there are so many aspects of photography because, uh, you know, you meet people that they take only picture of uh, wild animals. Mm -hmm. Then people are passionate about architecture, then landscape. So there are so many. And that is what I like in photography because you, you can space and move around and is. That is what I like, really like. Mm -hmm. Who inspired you of the great photographers? Um, 
probably the one that is more renowned is Berengo Gardin, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my, and then a few of um, even older Italian, like Morabito or mm-hmm. Frizzani. So that are the ones that I really inspired me when I was uh, Did you get to younger. meet any of them? Berengo Gardin, yes, several yes. times. And yes, in Milan, when I was in Milan, yes. Okay. A lot of time, yes, yes. I worked a little bit with them. All right. Around, oh, that must around, have been around so... Around him, yes. Oh, my God, that must have been so impressive. Or, uh, yeah, but again, was several decades ago, so he wasn't <laughs> the one that is now. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love this. I mean, I love his photos. See, that's yes. an, he, he he can definitely take pictures of people without them knowing, Absolutely. and he takes them well. I do yes. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and if you think I, I actually never told you, Marco, but my dad is a photographer. That's the worst part. <laughs> Is that uh, is actually no, is a very good photographer? Sorry, yes. I think I think you mentioned it. Once. Yeah, but he does um, yes. astronomical uh, pictures. Yes. He's very yes, good yes, at yes. taking, you know, the weather events and stuff. He's amazing. I don't know how he does it. He managed to catch his always lightning and stuff. And I'm like, okay. what? I don't even see the lightning. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like we were saying before, there are so many aspects. You know, yeah. astrophotography is uh, another yeah. big part. So interesting. Yeah. So. Um, what uh we were talking before so you work for getty but a few years ago you also started awakening what is awakening okay awakening uh, is and mainly was when i started it was with a few other photographers from venice Mm -hmm. was like um, a collective of photographers Mm -hmm. because uh, what i found was that it became more and more difficult for young photographer Mm-hmm. to be able to have their images seen okay. and to be taken into consideration by big agencies mm-hmm. or any kind of agency. So I wanted to try to help young photographers to try to find a way. So mm-hmm. Awakening started in two different branches, two different ways. One was to we were covering many social issues, mm-hmm. like in Venice, for example, the big ships, the cruises, mm-hmm. the problem for housing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were printing uh, very large posters, like uh, four meters by three, and uh, put them in strategic places of different cities. Mm-hmm. always without sticking them, of course, on of walls. Course. So we were using uh, like uh, scaffolding uh, mm-hmm. or uh, wooden places that were like uh, warehouses or buildings, but never on buildings or private buildings. Mm-hmm. And the idea was from one side to highlight, because if you think it's very, you don't see very often big poster like billboards, dealing with social issue absolutely we used to well see... you got to pay for it yes. so yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and usually when you do yes. that you don't have money <laughs> you don't so yeah. we are used to see advertising of course, of course everywhere but not black and white images first mm-hmm. and not dealing with social issues mm-hmm. so one was this idea to highlight social problem in this way and the other part was to give the possibility 
to young photographers to display their images. Because once again, if you think from the side of a photographer, it's very unlikely that a photographer has got images so large, mm -hmm. three meter by four printed. Of because course. the majority of us have picture on, even when it's on a newspaper, at the best of the best is a double spread. Yeah, of course. Also but because you have to be careful with the yes, resolution. The, the resolution, but also because generally the images are bought by newspapers or yeah. books. Mm -hmm. So nobody is, is, as a photographer, is used to have a social editorial images on billboard. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the idea. And so much of visibility one because one and thing so, is seen yes, on a newspaper, yeah. one thing everybody sees it. Exactly. And it's a very democratic way to show your image. So of course. This was one part. And the second part, as I was saying before, to act as an agency. And mm -hmm. we were dealing once again with Getty Images. So the people that joined Awakening, they were, most of them, having their images distributed by Getty Images mm -hmm. through Awakening. So it was my idea to do something, because this has something to do with the UK, because as you know, I lived in UK. I lived and worked mm -hmm. in UK for many, many years. And what I found that is different from Italy, at least at the time, was that when I moved to the UK, there were many photographers that were coming to help me in different mm. ways, giving me contacts, uh, mm. ideas, uh, um, name of editor or agencies. And uh, I like it very, very much. Well, mm -hmm. in Italy, oh. it was uh, <laughs> something... Uh, <laughs> Networking, that horrible <laughs> word. We yes. don't use it in Italy. Yes, exactly. Generally, it's very difficult if you mm -hmm. ask someone and say, oh, do you know someone? And, and say, I think also, no, no way, Marco, I don't. Venice, even more so. It's, <laughs> because uh, it's smaller, yes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. even worse, okay. <laughs> but let's not go into that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's but not that, let's not talk about that side yes, of Venice. Yes. But that is what I wanted to do. So I mm -hmm. wanted to give something back uh, in that way too. Mm -hmm. Because did, I was dealt a lot. Did you have any problem because it, uh, so for people listening in, in in Italy generally not just Venice in Italy you cannot go and stick things around walls without paying a tax. Um, so did um, you have any problem from no, the No, we didn't authority? have any problem uh, and um, even um, we had a few complaints, of course, um, from the police and uh, from uh, the town hall, but they were, I must say, okay. Even the mm -hmm. mayor, in some way, I would say they accepted it and they didn't create any major problem. We, we were never being fined. Not, mm -hmm. In some city, we worked with the authority, like okay. in Bologna, we worked with the authorities. Or, that is good, because yes, that means yes, it's, yes. Uh, you're yes. collaborating. And yeah, it, also they were picking them on, on their places and they yeah. were paying for them. In Venice, we never did it, also because we were mainly against mm -hmm. the, yeah, of course. <laughs> the, authority, the municipality, especially with the big ships and the housing issues, but mm -hmm. they never did anything against us. So. Do so. you think you will do it again? Now that you're back? 
I hope so. Awakening too. <laughs> I very much. <laughs> Two point like one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because there are other issues at the moment. No, I think. Yes, that, you and know why? I learned a lot, and uh, you know, I think you always learn something, and from that experience, and from the people that were with me in Awakening One, I learned a lot. So I would like to do it uh, better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because, uh, uh, unfortunately, the problems are still here. Yes, <laughs> I know. A few years have gone by. It's like if so... I didn't move away. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, um, I would like to talk to you about your uh, your photo uh, walks. Uh, and then okay. I got a few questions instead to go back about uh, your work as a photographer. So sure. uh, when did you actually decide with, it was a, is a group of you people or is it just you and okay. Stefano doing the photo walks? Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I started when I was uh, back in Venice in 2010, so I was working for Getty, but I had a lot of free time and actually started with Getty because Getty asked me if I was able to take some of their clients to show Venice from a photography point of view. That okay. is how it really started. And then I started to do it more professionally and uh, more open and advertising. So my idea was, uh, because there have been always, in, even in Venice, um, photography workshop. Mm -hmm. So with photography workshop, I mean something where you deal more with the photography aspect than with the city. Mm -hmm. So can be the same, can be in Ljubljana, can be in Venice, can mm -hmm. be in Turin. You give to the person a lesson about photography. Mm -hmm. The photo work, and, and the my... lesson can be to at all levels, even somebody. Yes, yeah, can yeah, just about all the cameras to start or a okay. <laughs> Where in Venice, I think because as I was saying before, is more much more unique than other mm -hmm. places. I thought it would have been better to do something a little bit lighter, where more people would have been able to join, or especially husband and wife, because maybe one of the two is mm -hmm. passionate about photography, but oh, yeah. the other one is not. Exactly. And to follow a workshop is heavy yeah. if you are not interested in photography, where a photo walk is more, much more light. You go around and you deal more with composition or showing to them in a short period of time, two hours, mm -hmm. three hours, or four hours. Mm -hmm. Some places or area where there is the best light at that time of the day, or that you have found, or that they will probably, I mean, to be honest, there are no secret places in Venice. Come on. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't you just love it when people write to you, I would like to go and see the authentic yes, Venice or the <laughs> yes. places where the tourist doesn't don't go. Exactly. But in three hours, one person that comes to Venice for one or two days maybe is not able to find as many mm -hmm. if he comes around with me because I know the best places with the mm -hmm. best light. So of maybe course. I'll go to that side of Rialto early morning or yeah. the other side late afternoon. So the idea was to develop this concept of a light photography workshop in Venice and I call it photo work. Mm -hmm. So for seven years, I was on my own. Then a um, um, few people came to help me. And at the moment, is mainly in the hand of Stefano, Stefano Mazzola and Simone, Simone Pardomani. So they are the two really doing the hard work and the workshops. Mm -hmm. And... Um... 
you uh, you're talking about light this was very interesting because uh, i follow you know i'm friends with stefano on facebook yes. so i see his comment and generally he starts posting at around six o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> so i yes. assume uh, the time of the photo walks are definitely not the middle of the day because that's the worst light is yes it? yeah okay. generally we tend if it's a normal um, photo walk, we start seven, eight. In some during some season like spring uh, mm -hmm. and winter, you can start even at nine. In winter, you, really, you can start any time of the day. Mm -hmm. But then we have um, a photo walk that we call it sunrise and twilight. Mm -hmm. So that one we always start one hour before sunrise. Nice. So if I am right, at the moment, the sunrise in Venice is at 7.30. Mm -hmm. So we start at 6.30. So we get to take the first picture, and generally San Marco and the basin, with the electrical light nice. switched on. And slowly, slowly, you have the blue light coming. Of course. The light, the electrical light goes off. And then you have the sunrise. And the rubbish so, man coming and cleaning up. Exactly. <laughs> I think, think it's the best of part of it. <laughs> I love that. I used to work uh, um, in, on one of the islands, San Clemente. And I remember I used to go and be on the on the water, the water taxi, whatever, taxi, used to yes. take us at about 6.30 in the morning. And it was yes. in St. Mark's Square, it was us and the rubbish man. And yes. it was beautiful. Yes. Some it's like rats, dancing maybe. with the... Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> a couple of rats, a couple of pigeons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, but it's beautiful. It's yes. a, the best light ever, I think. Yeah. Even better than the sunset. But now, is, as I was saying, it's easy because you can start at 6.30. Mm. But in June, we start at 4 in the morning. Oh, yeah, of course. Because, because the sunrise is at 5. You might as well sleep under, under the arches. The I, I've, got the, I've got the impression, but let's not tell him that Stefano sometimes sleeps in the square, under somewhere. But I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to catch him during the next few months. Yeah, we, I need to find that out. I'm pretty yes. sure he's one of uh, No, we can't even say on, on a bench because there are no benches. No, in there Bali. are no benches. <laughs> No, but that's very good. I like this. And there are small groups, however, you don't do big groups. They usually... No, no, no. Our are very generally like individual or maximum for people. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's yes, very because, intimate. Uh, that was my idea when I started. Uh, and I thought that was the best was to keep the group very, very small and generally maximum two friends or three, yeah. four friends. Well, this is very important ones. because you're not just uh, taking some people around. You have to uh, explain exactly what they have to do. If, and if you, yes. you need time to help them set up the camera, set up the position. Yeah. And if you have too many people, you, you the time goes by seconds. We're talking and, about minutes to keep going. Yeah. And, the light and I think appear. it's better for the guest, but I think it's a, my idea was uh, a form of respect as well for the Venetian. Because mm -hmm. if I stop on a bridge and it's me and another person, it's okay. -ish. It's not great, but it's okay. -ish. Yeah. But if you stop on a bridge with four or six people, of course, you upset, you rightly so upset the Venetian because Absolutely. Maybe so it's going can you imagine where they stop? Going to the chemist. Or, and can you imagine where they stop in 2025 and more? Again, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll give you the details of your um, of the photo tours later on. Okay. I want to go back to photography. I got a okay. couple of questions, Yaveta, as you were oh, talking, yeah. came up to me. First yes. of all, digital versus uh, reflex. How hard was it to switch? Pros and cons. For me, to be honest, it was um, quite easy and natural. Um, I've met several colleagues, even in Venice, that had serious, serious problem in switching from analogic to fi from film to digital, and mm -hmm. someone never did. Okay. I still shoot sometime with film, especially mm -hmm. if it's black and white. Uh, advantages. Advantages uh, you can take. And it is at the same time it's an advantage and a disadvantage, depend how you use it. Mm -hmm. It's an advantage because you can take more picture and the cost is less. Of course. Because with film, the camera was reasonably cheap, but the problem is the more picture you take, the more expensive it becomes. Of course. So digital will allow to make a mistake, to take a few more pictures. Uh, then the problem with this aspect is sometimes is abused and uh, mm. even, I'm talking about even professional photographers, sometimes they take hundreds or thousands of images. Mm. And to me, it doesn't make sense because at that point I can even give my camera to my dog and yeah. if my dog uh, takes thousand pictures, I'm sure there is one good. Yeah. That is yeah. not photography. No, at a point you might as well take a video. And just yes, take yes, a yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways, I told you, is um, it's cheaper. Mm. The disadvantage, in my opinion, is um, the image of a digital camera is more, let's say, clinical and perfect, okay. and we become. Everybody, you know, one of the conversations say, "Oh, but there is noise. There is uh, this." famous noise but mm. you know the film had grains and yes. there was much more noise and that was in my opinion was uh, one of the main aspect positive aspect and it's nice because it gives some feeling mm. in fact now there are filter and program that add noise to mm -hmm. the image and the I other problem I remember my dad told me once when we were talking about, uh, you know, I've asked him how he felt and he, he, he was along your way. He was like saying exactly the same things. I mean, he liked the digital because he said, you know, uh, it, it's so much cheaper for me to, to yes. take photos. He's not a crazy one that goes around taking thousand photos, but he said it's so much yeah. easier. And he said, I simply switched from uh, going and doing the post editing and whatever on a film I'm doing on a PC. Okay, yes. but he yes. said he said I still got to do all the editing that I was doing before, so he's seen it that way. Yes, but uh, the first thing he said to me, but he finds digital metallic. Yeah, that's what yes. he said to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's the same for me. You know, yeah, it's very clinical and metallic, yeah. and yeah. the other one had much more feeling. And yeah. the other issue was uh, with film. You had a camera and the camera, if it was a good camera, mm. lasted for years and yeah. years. I'm still using in uh, film two cameras. One is as old as I am 
and one is even older than me and this person. <laughs> wow. But the problem is there is no comparison with digital because a digital camera after, let's say, two years, you is have to change it. You I have know. to change it because all the major brands, they release a new camera every year. Yeah. Okay, you don't change it every year, but the second or maximum the third year, you have to change it mm -hmm. because something becomes not compatible because changing the battery is more expensive than the camera. That's another thing. Batteries. And that is crazy. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Where, where as I told you, I've got a, like I'm three and an M6. One is 1959 and one is 1954. And they wow. are perfect. Oh and never God. been, uh, never done any maintenance and they work. They Lisa, did you work. still find the film? Do we still produce yeah, the yeah, film? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Not as many as there were before, uh -huh. but there are quite a lot of film and it's reasonably easy to find them and reasonably easy to develop. I don't develop the film myself. I know how to do it, but it takes too long. It takes, uh, in Venice is complicated for uh -huh. uh, well the humidity and everything that doesn't help no us. but also how to get rid of the chemical ah so of course yes yeah yeah the acid and everything and yes so of course of but, course uh, yes is available and then i have another question sure. more or less along the same line the arrival of uh, mobile phones that are no mobile phones anymore they should be called simply mobile cameras <laughs> Yes. So I don't think <laughs> nobody uses the phone to actually make phone calls, uh, but we just take photos. And I, I got to say, um, I literally, I think in the last year, I've realized I'm taking less and less pictures mm -hmm. compared to what I used to because I kind of burnt out on it. Yes. Um, and I'm not one of those people that take uh, 20 photos uh, for the same thing. And I never use filters. Yes. Uh, which my dad always says, wow, why well, you could do this? Could no, I said, dad, look, uh, this is the way I took it. That's the way it was. I leave to you professional to do that. Why should I go mess about? And that's the way I take photos, you know. But so the arrival of his phones. How many problems has caused you to you professionals? <laughs> well, thousands okay. of people every second yes. take pictures. I tell you my, my opinion. Generally, a lot of my colleagues are against uh, the um, camera phone uh, for many reasons. I mm -hmm. think it is uh, a positive aspect because uh, life moves on. Mm -hmm. the, the way we live has changed and is a more democratic. When, uh, when I was a kid and there was a school, I think in my classroom, only two people had cameras. Mm -hmm. And I think, if I think back, it was unfair. Mm -hmm. Now, in every classroom, people have got at least two cameras or three or four per mm -hmm. person. And I think it's important and is a good way. The bad way are two or three. One is this obsession with selfie. That is something I don't understand. And it happened to me very, very often, even five, six in the morning in San Marco, the oh, square God. is beautiful and people are taking pictures of themselves. I and very often I told them, I say, I why, did, why yeah. didn't you stay at home and take it in your bathroom or in I your bathroom? No from, the, from the window of the hotel. Yes, so <laughs> that is the obsession. And, yeah. 
The other one is again to take too many pictures. And mm. I think it's like in Venice, the people that go around with the map and they look at the map all the time mm. to avoid to get lost, but yeah. they miss to see Venice. And yes. the other one is taking too many pictures and you miss to see Venice. Absolutely. So I think there should be a balance in between and maybe we will reach it in now or in a few years when people, let's say, maybe they get a little bit burnout or mm. they change, even Instagram is changing a lot. Oh my God. Before Instagram so was just uh, images, photographs. Now is more video like TikTok or something. Like that. So maybe we are seeing another change. So mm. that is one aspect. The other aspect as a professional photographer is that very often people think, oh, I can take this picture, I don't know, for an hotel, a venue. See, exactly, something. yeah, they think. Yeah. And then uh, they say very often, oh, the picture is not as good as yours. Or, um... <laughs> but uh, um, we live in strange times and mm. probably you as a guide or you can tell as well so many stories as always well i i think that what's happening is uh, uh photos has become when before it was something special because uh, you know i look back uh, uh, just to give you an idea but, uh, we did a reunion with uh, with uh, something that we used to do 30 40 years ago i used to go to the mountains with the church and stuff and we had the like camping and things and they, did, they published this book with all the pictures that were taken about 35 years ago and you know i was so excited so oh god definitely gonna be one of these and i wasn't in any because of course what's happening is as you were saying not everybody had the camera so not necessarily the period, the days that I was in the mountain, there was somebody taking pictures. And even though I was disappointed at the same time, it was, it made me feel, understand how special it was that these pictures were taken. Now we just take pictures for everything. I mean, yes. literally yeah. everything, but at the same time, it, it is, uh, how can I say, recording the life this fast life I don't like it yeah. <laughs> and as a <laughs> vlogger I know that sounds strange <laughs> no yes. but um, you know but at the same time you know don't get me wrong I'm one of those obviously when I'm in front of a plate of food is my job so I but do you know how many picture, times yes. I go to a restaurant and I forget to take photos yeah. because if I'm enjoying the meal all of a sudden it goes oh darn oh, I, have to I should take yes. photos uh, you know but then I think hang on I, I, you know I'm not here for work I'm here because I'm enjoying myself so yeah. if I'm doing for work it's work but if I'm here it's to enjoy different. myself with my friends uh, you know tough life. yeah yeah but, and the other aspect that you mentioned in some way that I forgot before was that before because photography was something special you were treasuring the images yeah. you had taken yeah. Because yeah. they were printed, they were on an album, or they were uh, dia, and you would have projected them. Now, mm -hmm. we take so many pictures that are just in the memory of our phone. Very often, we change the phone every year or every two years, and we forget yeah. about this picture. So I think that where there are still images, and a lot of them, even 1800, there will be a time where maybe 
we will have in some way less images because mm. they will be lost somewhere in mm. an hard drive or yeah, on, the phone on the phone or on the cloud or something. How many, yeah. Yes, how many people, how many of us really print images? Oh, I, don't. I don't even remember don't. last time yes. I did. <laughs> so that is the negative aspect that where before yeah. it was something that you were treasuring and recording yeah. and keeping forever to yeah. pass even to your kids. Ah, now Marco, you don't. I didn't you think must... of this. If something happened like uh, yes. in the next couple of years where practically the internet disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> in 100 years, they will have no photos. Yes. Unless, unless they had, uh, and not even magazines and, and, and newspaper because they're online too now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that is that so is scary. A, that oh is gosh. the problem. <laughs> didn't think of that. Oh God. And also, you know, like now we have been using for a longer time the, fo the main format is JPEG, JPG. Mm -hmm. But what if in five years, 10 years, the format changes? Changes. Oh my God. And then you will not be able to open it again. Where I still have, we still have picture of our grandfather or something printed, of and also they were nicely printed, and people were posing for a long time because going to a photographer and having a picture taken was something really special and unique. Wow. Now it's not, and this happened as well in uh, working. You know? When you go to someone, it uh, doesn't matter if it's famous or not, but maybe your agency sends you to take a picture of someone. Now, because they are so used to the phone, ca the camera phone, they have no patience. So they want the picture be taken in 30, 40, 60 seconds. But that is not how it was before mm -hmm. you were setting the light, setting the person, even a a picture for a passport was a big event. Of course. Now you must be, must be straight, must be no light, no smile. And this is something that, in my opinion, for several reasons, and also for the introduction of the camera phone, is gone a little bit too far. wild and too yeah. far. Marco, let's talk about gossip now. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Uh, because you've been taking photos of uh, some of the most famous people in the world. The, the most famous one that comes Probably, to mind? Probably uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Okay, when was that? Oh, I took a lot of them for several years, so I have okay. a lot, a lot of images. Did you actually Probably. get to get to near her or you just taken it in the middle of a contest? Um, the, in, in the UK, generally the people that take a photograph of the royal is called Royal Rota and is about 12, 13, 14 people. So oh. I was a part of the Royal Rota for oh, some wow. years. And you tend to meet her very, very often, like um, every time she's got an engagement, very uh -huh. often she used to have an engagement once a day, at least, or more than that. Uh -huh. So you meet her, but you meet in a very professional way. Of course, so, of course. No, yes. no, I, yeah. I, I totally yes. realize yes. that. And realize you are that. always at a decent distance, at least five, ten meters, something like that. Ah, okay. Well, that's but, pretty yeah. near. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, somebody else is uh, famous that you got to, you know, that you remember particularly for something, some, uh, like some an an anecdote or something that happens, some curiosity. Uh, some curiosity, uh, uh, Charles, uh, several stories, um, Camilla, 
uh, all the royal, and then, mm -hmm. uh, for example, President Obama I took picture in uh, Downing Street. Oh, wow. Pope Francis, uh, the, the present Pope, uh -huh. um, and a lot of royals from around the world and a lot of politicians, probably uh -huh. all of them. Cool. Because when they were coming to the UK, and yeah, a few of celebrity, because uh, sometimes it happened that one of we are divided at Getty, we were divided between news photographer and entertainment photographer. So ah, I'm okay. looking for news. Mm -hmm. But it happened that sometime one of the colleagues at entertainment maybe was away. So I was mm -hmm. sent to take a picture of a premiere, always. Uh, um, not paparazzi, always uh, events. Mm -hmm. And again, I took picture from uh, George Clooney to Madonna to, I don't know, somebody that I don't even know, but they are very famous because uh, I don't follow the entertainment <laughs> world. So, so, yeah, I take a picture, but I don't know who, who, I don't know who you website, are. Uh, yeah, they can see them, but I don't know them. And actually, I took picture of George Clooney without no, having I didn't have an idea who he was. That no was way! Too many years ago. Oh, ah, okay, we talked three years ago. Okay. No, no, not too many, not too many. Not oh, too really? Many. Not too oh, many. Marco! Marco! <laughs> I don't follow it very much. And uh, I had to ask to one of my colleagues of the entertainment to say, which one is George Clooney? No he way! Me, he Did he laugh at your face? Of course. And he told ah. me, you have already taken his picture. <laughs> But the problem. No, was, the best would have been if you went to George Clooney and said, Excuse me, can, can you tell me what George Clooney is, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the worst was that then the day after there was another event with George Clooney and I was sent again and I said the same question, which one is George Clooney? And oh, yeah, because he didn't know colleague, which one he was. No, again. And my colleague said, Marco, we call your editor and we tell them, don't send him anymore we prefer you stay home and we send the picture for you because you're pestering us because every two seconds i was knocking on on their shoulder and say which one is george Clooney? which one is george Clooney?" so <laughs> i'm not an entertainment photographer you're, you're not paparazzo you're not paparazzo let's see no. nothing <laughs> we <laughs> sent we sent <laughs> stefano for those okay yes probably <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, Marco, it was so nice talking to you. So if people want to book a photo walk with Stefano and Simone, or in any case, maybe when you're back, maybe with you as well, maybe, uh, maybe. where do they need to go or which website? The website is venicephototour.com. Very easy. And uh, social media, can they find you or not? My the, All the social media is on uh, on the website. So okay, the, fantastic. Instagram. And um, so people, you know, Marco is actually on Wikipedia. I checked his website before and for <laughs> I want one too. I want to be on Wikipedia too. Thought, you know, oh my God. And, now he's got, and he's got blue tick everywhere. <laughs> he's my friend with a blue tick. With a blue tick. Marcos, thank you so much. And listen, yeah, we definitely got to meet this time you since you're back for so long. Uh, we yes, go for a course. drink or something. Yes. And uh, thank you for because I know you're very busy. And uh, you know, I appreciate uh, so much you talking to me and for Venice talks. No, thank it was you a again. pleasure. Thank you again for having me, and thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks. Ciao, ciao. Bye. 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 A huge thank you to Marco for the lovely chat. You can find Marco at www.marcosecchi.com or at venicephototour.com and then you can find Marco again on all social medias as Marco Secchi.
Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.